All right. Well, welcome. It's Brigham Young Money. We've got Kyle here. I'm here with my delightful, lovely friends, Greg and Jordan. Boys, how are we doing? I'm doing good just because I got to sign a thank you card from the Utah Democratic Party to all these <laughs> legislators for a job well done. Jesus Christ. The Republicans have a veto-proof majority. Like, what are the Democrats in the state legislature doing? You, st- you stood firm by doing nothing. The, the, I don't know. The governor, the Democratic governor candidate was cutting awesome commercials with Spencer Cox talking about how nice they are. With this fucking competition. Like, did... Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, did the Democrats pick up a a single seat in the two the in the last election? They like, lost. They, they lost seats. every single mm-hmm. race. I, I think they picked up a couple, but they also lost a couple too. So like, they like, lost uh, big ones too. Yeah, they lost big ones, and then they also lost like control of the Salt Lake County Council to yeah, a like veto-proof majority one. for the Republicans. So they control nothing now except for like the Salt Lake City Council. Yeah, and a lot of you may have noticed that your ballots probably contained a lot of positions that were being voted on where there was literally no other option other than a Republican up for election. So Yeah, the great work. The Utah the United Utah Party and the Libertarian Party both fielded more statewide candidates than the fucking Democratic Party. So congratulations, you're on the same level as the United Utah Party. Great job, everyone. Good job, good good effort. (laughs) We did it. But was it, though? Was it really, Greg? Yeah. Well, you know, I think we have a lot to be thankful for. So thank you for signing. I'm going to send you a thank you card for signing that thank you card. To the legislation, I think I think that's great of you. You know, what? we just have to really respect the uh, liberals in Utah for really kickstarting the thank you card economy. Truly, it's truly, the, it's the one thing we got from the Lincoln Project. I know, this is all we got. Is, is Steve Schmidt still playing on running against Mike Lee as a Democrat? I Dude, there's of, no way. I hope so, man. <laughs> There's like, no way after the after that implosion of the Lincoln Project, right? Yeah, because all you gotta do is just cut ads like, "Hey, you look the other way," as like one of your like co-founders of this organization was just out grooming like underage men. So yeah, go for it, I man. Just, I just want it to happen so we can get like another Amy McGrath situation, but just here in Utah, where like the Democratic Party spends, I don't know, like a quarter billion dollars for that fucking chud to lose Into by Steve Schmidt oh <laughs> to lose by like 27 points just so much embezzlement there there God, it would rule. has to be I want Wait, it so bad was he gonna run against uh Mike Lee or Mitt Romney Mike it Lee, Mike, yeah, Mike, Lee. Okay. Mike Lee comes up in uh 2022 oh, which is right. why the Democratic Party's putting this huge effort into running against him Despite the fact oh. they haven't won a statewide election since 1974. Yeah. Did you see that they had somebody started like that weird ass campaign that was like humans against Mike Lee or something? And they're yeah. just like, that's going to do it. Yeah. That's going to really, <laughs> uh, that's going to definitely just tilt the scales for your favor. Oh, it's better Utah's header currently. Oh, my humans God. against Mike Lee. Dude, who are you winning with this? 
Like, honestly, who are you like, who is like the swing demographics? Like, well, they really reach me by acting like the most generic liberals on the planet. Honestly, I, it's, it's absolutely baffling. It reminds me of that, like Carmelo Anthony campaign like years ago that he ran, like, what was it? Like Carmelo's people of Utah during the playoffs. Yes. And then the Nuggets got washed in six games. Oh, man. I mean, uh, bro, Carmelo got washed by fucking Carlos Boozer. <laughs> he absolutely did. Those are some good jazz teams, though. Come on. Those I mean, jazz teams are fun. They, they were. They, they were. That was a good time. That was a good time in jazz history. It was right before a very dark time, but it was, dude, better. Oh, what is better Utah doing? Like, they've got, they have like a video of cupcakes that say humans against Mike Lee. Oh. Uh, the thing that drives me the craziest about this, like this is the thing that's going to just finally just make my like cheese fall off my cracker is that, (laughs) yeah, it's that instead of like trying to build any sort of like infrastructure for a party where you can start from the bottom up, especially in like rural Utah where there's actual needs for people, you're just going to just raise money and run against Mike Lee to lose by 25 points. It's it's yep. absolutely baffling. Are they trying to primary him? What's what's the goal? Like they literally just post humans against Mike Lee, and I I don't understand what I'm. That that might be because like I think Better Utah is a five hundred one c three, so like they can't do like direct political stuff. They can just like report on things. Okay, so we've got I'm on humansagainstmikelee.com. We are the humans against Mike Lee. It's time to organize and mobilize humans to put an end to this nightmare. Mike Lee is on the ballot 2022. Reasons why? What's their reason? Fuck that, man. We need to get a pack of dogs. Humans aren't <laughs> doing right. enough. We are for healthcare for all. We believe everyone should have access. Ugh. Oh, fuck. I already hate these motherfuckers. <laughs> Shut the Regardless fuck up. of how much. Don't, don't, never use the word. Yeah. Never use the word access. Access is like the the thing that just like it, that's my trigger word if it's like the like the Manchurian candidate that just turns me into a killing machine. Just like don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. So climate, the fourth Actually, reason. Oh my god, the fourth reason is we are for government by the people for the people. Mike Lee did come out against uh against democracy, <laughs> which was funny. <laughs> but um they don't mention that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Mike Lee fucking sucks. Uh, I just don't think you're going to meme your way into beating him. It's no, just pointless. No. You're not, because like we've said this time and time again, like the Democratic Party in Utah and the apparatus that surrounds it is only interested in being the second most capitalistic party in the state, which yeah. will get you nowhere. Yeah, that's why Ben McAdams lost. Like, is that really a winning long-term strategy to beat him? beat them with like just... Like you're not going to beat him, but like you can get stickers, you can get swag and you can oh, get involved yes. by signing up for a mailing list. I mean, so the democratic <sighs> party has been reduced to like a shitty punk rock band, bro. Do you remember how many fucking democratic primary candidates for the presidency released like a t-shirt, like seconds yeah. after the debates, like they had little catchphrases that they said. And then it's like, boom, t-shirt. And it was up on their website. It's like, yeah. Come on. I mean, they, they exist to sell merch. I mean, we <laughs> talked about this last time too, where it's like 
conservatives can only like express their disdain for the system through consumption. Liberals yeah. are no yeah. different. I mean, it's just that they're buying like heckin' wolfers for Biden stickers instead. <laughs> this one says they have a t-shirt, a uh, tank top that says the greatest snowflakes on earth. Oh my God. Oh wait, that's the best. Sorry, I, I, now. sorry, better Utah. I don't know if you guys listen to this. I think you guys are nice to me online, but I just, I'm, I, I, I I, I don't I don't know what to say about this project. I fucking I'm hate sorry. these people so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you dumb motherfuckers. You <laughs> stupid baby brain assholes. I just just take your fucking life and shove oh. it down a toilet. Just flush everything about you down. I you I gotta drink some more. I, God damn it. I parody redacted <laughs> all of this. Fuck God. you so much. Yeah. This is what happens when you have nothing of substance except for like, <laughs> like basic identity politics with nothing of substance to follow it up with. It's just like, like cool. I mean, you can you can have as many "Make America Kind Again" signs and like get humans against Mike Lee or fucking yeah. whatever yeah, f- against whatever, but you're not going to accomplish anything unless you start like peeling off people who have just given up. Yeah, like. Look at like the Salt Lake City government, for example. Like you have a mayor who is a Democratic mayor who did not win anything on the west side of the city. Yep. At all. What kind of coalition are you running? Like what are you trying to do to expand your base except for like maybe go out and like act sad sometimes for like an Instagram post? Yeah. Yep. Like for fuck's sakes. Um, Speaking of online activism, I got called the uh, Sean King of Utah which also just resulted in me also just getting called the names that Sean King gets called. I got called Talcum X, which is funny because that was also trending today because Sean King sucks. Um, but this is because I uh, was talking about Desna, I think. I, th- I think this is I think I got called that because I said racism is bad. I think that's why. So um, my public mic sent me a DM and he said, First of all, fan of the podcast, BYM, and so glad you addressed in the episode. Oh, this is about Kwaku also. Oh, God. Um, so, but he, he said, Dumb bitch. He said, I'm, I'm confused. So this started because Kwaku was going after Evan, who posted about a Desnat who has threatened Kwaku and treated him like shit, and now going after the people who are questioning why Kwaku is seemingly criticizing the individual, bringing to light the group who was racist to Kwaku. What the fuck is wrong with that kid? Yeah, I mean, so Kwaku, like, actually responded to me for the first time like so we like had back and forth a bit i mean back and forth meaning he just like kept calling me like names which is funny evil. he had evil a pretty good photoshop of my my picture put on top of martin luther king's head i thought that was pretty good um <laughs> didn't but, he call you mayo luther king yes that's that's right that's what <laughs> that's it was. actually pretty good i know i told him that i said that's honestly funny. this one's pretty good he like the the my my picture like my profile picture pit like my face cut off and put on martin luther king it actually fit the scene pretty well like it was both in, in black and white i gave him some credit for that he didn't respond to me um yeah so He's too the busy going I, private so he got mad at me i can't so so Quaku started defending the desnat people because he hates Evan and Evan's the one that had the thread about desnat oh yeah since we talked last Evan posted a really long thread about he basically posted all the screenshots and more from like what we talked about when he was on this podcast. 
And then, you know, Kwaku hates Evan. So he started like downplaying the severity. He, he said Desnat is just a group, a group chat of angry teenagers um, being, or excuse me, edgy teenagers just being racist in a discord um, or making racist jokes. He just downplayed it quite a bit. And then, yeah, just um, like that licensed therapist that was in all of our mentions because we just called him a fucking asshole. Yeah. 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 So just kids it was, acting it was out man. really bleak. And, and like, and then, so they, they just said, I mean, he's an impossible person to talk to. Like he, they, they were saying that I was saying things that I wasn't saying. It was just awful. But he, I, I also brought up, you know, someone said it's, it's incredible how he's, he was able to make this about himself. Like Evan posting in a long ass thread about does not and Kwaku made it about himself. And I, I said, like unsurprising coming from the guy who used his dad's death as justification for why he should have dance parties. And he like freaked the fuck out that I said that. And I was like, dude, that's literally what you did. Yeah. Like you posted, you had two note, like it was, that's why he went private for like two weeks back then because he posted that and he, it started with him telling this incredibly, we talked about it when he said that he, he posted this incredibly depressing story of his dad who like, lost his job during the economic crisis of 2008-2009, didn't have health care, and died as a result of like the conditions that he was facing. Just horrific. It's an awful story. And we talked about how it was so strange that he weaponized what happened to his dad into like saying, this is why I should be able to have dance parties, like in the middle of a pandemic. Like we were like, what that is insanely cynical. And that's what he did. So I mentioned that and he got way pissed like, that I mentioned his dead father and said he wasn't doing that. He also said he was for free healthcare, um, <laughs> which I don't. Yeah, he's don't for know. access too. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he should have just said free healthcare, and I was like, dude. And then, and then he called me. He like he was like saying that this podcast just foments hate and we're just like angry and we're not happy people. And I think he said, I have like darkness within my heart. <laughs> Which is so funny. He said, um, Oh, he, he said dark. I have a darkened heart or something. And he just like called me evil and stuff. What a J.R.R. Tolkien ass insult Dude, is I that? know. I was like, why you, are you you've speaking a, you've like a darkened this? heart? It's like speaking in like, it was just like in old English poems. It was strange. Sir Kyle, so, you have been cursed with the blackened heart. Dude, I mean, it, it makes sense. He looks like a fucking hobbit. Yeah, it kind of does actually. Well, yeah. well and, compared and so, to us. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're like, or Amir and Aragon compared to him. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So I, I was just, I was just baffled. I mean, I, I knew he was going to like, you know, say stuff like that. I was surprised that he actually decided to respond to me at a certain point. Um, the first thing was me calling him a fucking loser, <laughs> but like, <laughs> he, like he was just saying that I like just, you, you know, that I just have so much hate and anger, or whatever. He's like, I looked through your Twitter and everything's just like hateful. I was like, Dude, first of all, I was like, I have a really good time on Twitter with my friends. I don't know, like maybe I'm negative, but I was like, I use Twitter to like talk shit to the government. I don't like, I don't think that Twitter is a reflection of my personality. In fact, other than when I retweeted Tony Soprano singing Never Meant by American Football or crying to it, excuse me. So that was a reflection of my personality. But other than that, it's like, I'm like, dude, the only like true hatred I have in my heart is for like people is for like systems and people of power that like 
cause so much suffering on on people. I was like, even you, Kwaku, I think you're a fucking idiot, and I think you're a complete dumbass. Like, but like this, I don't have the same hate for Kwaku as I do for like um, Spencer U.S. Cox imperialism. Or... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he's a dumbass. It's the like, idea of you know. punching up and punching down. I mean, yeah. it's like comfort the afflicted, afflict the comfortable, and like. I don't think he gets that. He's just like, you're just no. mean. You're just angry. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. Cause everything is fucked right now. Yeah, and- dude. Like you go like talk to people who are experiencing like the, like the depravity that a lot of people in this country are experiencing currently. Like, I don't know how, I mean, 500,000 Americans have died from this virus. And like, like, how can you not be mad at like the failures that it, like, I, yeah, I'm angry at the failures of, of society. I'm not angry at, like some conservative uh, across the hall for me in my apartment. Like, I don't like whatever, man. But so they, their inability to dis- to make that distinction of like the anger I have for, you know, <laughs> those systems and not just like random people. It's, it, it's, yeah, it, it's baffling, but he is an idiot. <laughs> so. It's, it's kind of like what I, I kind of tweet a little bit about today too. It's the, uh, guy who was irrationally angry about Jane Fonda. Yes. And, and yes. Like, the whole thing has just been like, and like we were saying too, it's like, I'm not mad at conservatives or veterans for being mad at Jane Fonda because they think that she did something horrendous. But I am mad at like people like George HW Bush to use it as like an example to like keep uh, opposition to the Gulf war down. Yeah. Like there, there's yeah. huge things. Like there's a big difference between like being mad at some like MAGA guy who's like, in lower status than you than being mad at Donald Trump. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And that, that goes for like, I mean, I, a very good example of that in particular is the military because, um, and like a lot of people who join the military probably really do have good intentions or, you know, are doing it because they need to, because they need an escape from the situation or the conditions that they're living in. Um, you know, I don't hold the same, like type of like resentment or anything at all for people who just joined the military versus the people who sent them over sent teenagers to go you know commit crimes in iraq like i i just um something interesting uh have you guys heard of the book cherry by nico walker no i haven't heard of it i haven't read it but i've heard of it. so it's it's a really really good book and nico walker is a really interesting guy he was True and on is honestly has been doing like incredibly good work over the last like year in particular. Like I know brace is brace and Liz gets a little wacky on Twitter sometimes and has bad takes, but they've seriously done like really awesome content over the last like year, especially, but they just um, braced an interview with Nico who, um, you know, he had a very similar like upbringing to brace, but he joined the military Um and I guess Brace kind of did too, but it was the YPG. But um, Nico went to Iraq as a medic when he was like 19 and came back like so fucked up that he became like a, a heroin addict. And like really, you know, there's so many young kids that go over there during their foundational years, like those late teenage years who served in Iraq and like, you know, and for what? Like they all were so many like young men were sent over there and for what like they they saw like they were seeing what each what you know the u.s army was doing at the time in iraq and they were like what are we what are we doing here and it completely fucked up like an entire generation of, of people who were sent over there so like i don't have like resentment for them for taking part in 
something that was, you know, dedicated um, and determined well beyond their control. So, I mean, yeah, it's, that's, that type of analysis is completely left out of by any of these guys. Like the hate I have for Donald Trump is not the same hate I have for like a, a someone who loves Donald Trump, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's like, uh, for example, just bringing it back to like uh, Jane Fonda as well. Like the myth of like the Vietnam veteran being like spit on and called a baby killer there's no documented cases of that ever happening. Right. Not saying it never happened, but for the most part, it just wasn't a phenomenon. Despite the fact that if you ever like talk about like Vietnam veterans, it's, I was spit on blah, blah, blah. But there was this, a sociologist who did this like really interesting sort of case study on it too, by the name of Jerry Limbuck, who went in there started like looking at the phenomenon and why it happened. And what happened was it was based off of like perceptions of like culture at that time too. Like they think that the idea that you were called a baby killer was just because like people were outside the white house chanting, Hey, Hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? Yeah. And so it came from that. And like the spitting thing just came from like PTSD, from drug abuse, from, from cultural references that were pulling it to like the Rambo clip from first blood Two was like, I came home and they spit on me. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. It wasn't my war. You asked me, I didn't ask you. And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win. And I come back to the world, and I see all those maggots at the airport protesting me, spitting, calling me baby killer and all kinds of vile crap. Who are they that protest me, huh? Who are they? Unless they've been me and been there and know what the hell they're yelling about. That kind of became like third hand stuff and third hand yeah. became second hand became first hand. Yeah. And it's just one of those crazy things, but that's one of those myths that created like the American sort of like military, like culture we have today yeah. where it's always, thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, we can't have that. No. Yeah. And in that interview that, that, that Nico did with brace, he talked about that exact type the exact thing, like being called a hero constantly. And like, um, you know, when you're over in, in Iraq, the hierarchy of respect with like who you're among, like with your fellow soldiers is an entirely different hierarchy is when you come back to society. So he, he gets back to regular life and, you know, gets called a hero, but can't get a job anywhere com- is completely mentally fucked up has like zero real applicable skills or training to anything, you know, at all gets into heroin and ends up robbing banks and serves like 10 years in prison for that. Like that's, that, that's his story, but he was called a hero so many times. He's like, how can you square that in your brain being called this worship of the troops um, for that really doesn't serve any other purpose than to just give cover cover for American imperialism. Cause we know we don't take care of, of no. the troops. That's, that's been bullshit always. So <laughs> no, um, not at all. And like, it's also just because it's used as a cudgel just to stop any sort of opposition to military yeah. action in, in general. It's like, totally. Oh, you, you're, you're against the war. Well, you must be against the troops too. It's like, I don't want the troops to die. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. I am, <laughs> but at, at the same point too, like it, this is this theme that kind of keeps repeating through history too. Like it goes all the way back to world war one with like the stabbed in the back theory where like 
German soldiers coming back from World War One didn't think that ah the Kaiser fucked up, man. This yeah. sucks. Like I don't know why all my buddies had to die by like French and British bullets because we were fighting for nothing. It's no, the Jews st- stabbed us in the back. It was the right. Jews and the communists. And then same thing happened in Vietnam. Same thing happened with the Gulf War. Same thing's happening today too. I mean, think about how cops are reacting like Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, yeah, it, man. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. So anyway, um, glad to really claim my title as the Sean King of Utah. But uh, anyway, we're all just so full of hate. I hate you guys. (laughs) That's right. So give me the light upside down heart. (laughs) Oh, boy. So um, moving on to another fun thing that that took place in online this week was um, Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson. She's new to the job. She's really eager to make a name for herself as being the Lieutenant Governor, um, you know, which of course probably means next in line for Governor after uh, Governor Cox eventually moves on to being our Senator and then President in, you know, 2038 or whatever. So look forward to that. Um, but she decided she was going to take it upon herself to really make an, um, you know, put her foot down on some of the shenanigans taking place online. And she went after this Twitter account that's called Utah updates, which has actually been like, a, is a pretty hilarious funny? <laughs> parody account. It's very clearly a parody account um, because like, I need to find some of their, their good stuff because um, they've, I mean, they like tweeted just Mitt Romney has escaped <laughs> like, <laughs> just like random ass stuff like that. And yeah, it's um, like you got bored. So they added five more lanes to I-15 or like that, that gigantic, like horrible contraption by the aquarium and Draper from like that U2 concert. Um, oh, this is actually how it started. Uh, oh, the they clock? posted, we just bought five more of these <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's that like mega claw machine. And Deidre Henderson responded <laughs> to that tweet saying, you are not authorized to use the great seal of the state of Utah. And of course the state of Utah updates account was using the seal as the, um, avatar on the account. And she posted like an actual like screenshot of the law that says any person who illegally uses the great seal of the state or s- such seal when defaced is guilty of a felony. Oh, um, uh, which is funny too, because if you look at like the actual like Utah admin rules for like what's prohibited uses of the seal, it doesn't say anything about that. It pretty much just says like, you can't use it like for profit purposes because the whole purpose of like protecting the seal of Utah is making sure like some molten, some like pyramid scheme out of like Draper doesn't like throw it on a document to try and scam old people out of more money. Like that's all it is. It's like, just it's to try and stop like fraud, not a parody account on Twitter. Like what the fuck are they going to, are they going to sue Google for making the image searchable? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Like you are the, you are the real life version of Randall Weems from recess. It's literally a seal on a, piece of paper or a form it's not like the actual seal (laughs) it's so funny it's so funny that she went out of her way to say that and so she also i I wonder if she's deleted her tweets she's since like recounted on this um which is 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 funny but she yeah because she um, strikes and affect herself to hell she got (laughs) dunked on into oblivion 
Yeah, I mean, she's she said today's civics lesson. Dude, people love getting civics lessons from lieutenant governors on Twitter. This is great. Fuck yeah. Today's civics lesson, according to the Utah Code, it is a felony to illegally use the Great Seal of State of Utah. Don't do it, kids. And she posted a screenshot of the account, which is so funny because the two tweets you see for that account say, well, the bio is parody, not associated with the Utah government. And the two tweets are Mitt Romney has escaped. And that we just bought five more of these tweets. Like <laughs> hilarious that she posted those. And so she just got like insanely dunked on for like that the rest of that day. And then the next day, just like hundreds of people changed their, <laughs> changed their um, uh, avatars to that and their display names and then just basically did the who's the real slim shady for an entire day of all of those tweets and, and everyone is just us tweeting. too but yeah, i yeah. for some reason decided to put a picture of brigham young playing with his nipples on the front of it so <laughs> yeah that's right i don't know why it felt like an inspired choice though that was that was a it was an, an incredible image and yeah so that's is that still our um our avatar no i changed it back because at a certain point like i was getting too many people retweeting it and then like additional people who don't follow was like what the fuck yeah, people were yeah we that was, was the day i was fighting months. with kwaku so i like didn't get in on this while everyone else was having fun i was just reading those tweets and then just getting attacked by um but just i mean kwaku was like a little gang of losers who were like um you know getting mad at me um for complaining i think they don't want the over the pants hand job economy to end man dude um yeah, that that was baffling. This one guy in particular had a. Uh, sorry to go back to it. I maybe he deleted the tweet. It was the guy with the really creepy ass like avatar. Um, oh, the family sucking fuck. <laughs> that's that's the that's the one. That was the, it. Was a very incestual. Uh, um, so gross. Yeah, it's 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 not good. Yeah, the only thing I could yeah. see when I saw that like avatar was like, huh? What do you call this act? Yeah. Just, just fucking move out of Provo. Just just fucking do it. Dude, I think like I that think place he did sucks so much. Yeah. Oh, no. So he he said I tried telling Quaku. I mean, he was like he find like he said my heart is darkened and angry as well as your podcast continually spreading anger. I said, "Dude, we have a good ass time laughing about how stupid Democrats are. Maybe you'd like it." And then I said, any anger I've got is based on the failures of society for not protecting people in the way that society should. Somebody quote tweeted that, the creepy um, avatar guy. And it said, don't really care about the back and forth, but that last sentence, imagine a country full of strong fathers protecting their homes and neighborhoods. If society is failing, let's start at home. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? This guy just likes to think about strong fathers way too much. I just love that. Yeah, so... All you fathers out there experiencing intergenerational poverty, just pull out a gun and just shoot your way right out of that because I'm pretty sure that's the implication here. We need more we need more armed uncles. Yeah. Yeah. Also look this guy up because he really wants to be held in your arms, your big muscular <laughs> yeah, arms. Dude, I do ooh, bad vibes. Bad vibes. Anyway. We are actually changing the name of the podcast from Brigham Young Money to Uncles with Guns. Dude. Not a not a bad <laughs> idea. So um this, I mean, we got the civics lesson, but I think um, Lieutenant Governor Henderson received an even greater lesson, and it's to not post cringe because she absolutely posted cringe and got owned. Um, but hopefully, you know, when she's our governor, she is part of the same mold that's just going to be 
so respectable and just is going to make everyone tear up, which brings us to our next subject. Um, and we we unfortunately have to revisit the anti-trans legislation that um, the great Utah State legislature was trying to pass, specifically when it comes to banning trans girls from playing high school sports, which, of course, isn't a thing. Um, you know, there are zero trans athletes in Utah in general. So again, this is a made up problem that they're uh, addressing. But the reason why this is back again, because this did die officially um, whenever we talked about it last. The reason it's back is because um, an article came out in the Trib that is called Exclusive, How the Utah Jazz Got Involved in the Debate Over the Transgender Sports Bill. And yes. Hey, Kyle. Before we go any further, I feel like we should uh, explain to people the last part we left off, too, which was essentially Governor Cox crying. Is, um, I got a clip of that pulled up. I would love that. All right. I would encourage you to, to pause on this issue. Here's why he says that. These kids are... They're just trying to stay alive. The bill brought by Morgan Representative Kara Berkland is headed to the state Senate. The governor believes she is genuinely concerned, but uh -huh. says this is an issue every state faces and both sides are right. I don't understand all of this. I, I, I don't, but but I'm, I'm trying to, to understand more. Um, I'm trying to, to, to listen and, and learn and uh, and again, trying to help kids figure out who they are and and keep them alive yeah yeah and it's, well cool. trans i mean that's a good that, that that sums it up right there like this isn't a this isn't a problem so why does um, it when he ever like he's trying to sound emotional or something like that he just sounds like a, like a teenager got caught jacking off a dog dude it's <laughs> jesus i, I, I i'm I, trying I was, to understand I was, I was trying to understand i was tr trying to learn and and I, I it's just getting away from me i'm sorry oh man okay so oh i i i, I realize i don't think this article that i'm gonna go through real quick um oh no it it, it does have it okay so the article is how the Utah Jazz got involved in the debate over trans transgender sports bill. Um, and again, this is following, you know, uh, Cox saying that he was not happy with the bill as it was currently constituted, said he was going to veto it. It, it. it got removed from the floor. They were like working on a substitution. Didn't end up happening. Um, and this gives some uh, context as to why it didn't end up happening. So just days before a controversial bill, aiming to bar transgender athletes from participating in girl sports died in the state in the Senate committee. Utah jazz owner, Ryan Smith expressed his concerns in a backroom meeting. The tribune has learned according to sources with direct knowledge of the meeting who are not authorized to speak publicly Smith and the Utah jazz president, Jim Olson participated along with Kira Berkland, um, the sponsor of the bill. She's just a real gem, a handful of legislature legislators and other interested parties. Smith joined the meeting via teleconference. Um, you think Burkhead was wearing her referee shirt at the same time too? <laughs> Jesus, oh God, she's, yeah. The tone of the discussion was described as to the Tribune as very direct, very frank, but not contentious. Berkland confirmed that the meeting took place and said it was cordial. The Jazz did not respond to a request for comment. Smith was reportedly worried about the impact of the legislation could have on transgender youth, stressing there are kids who don't feel supported, and the bill would not do anything to help with that perception. 
Smith also reportedly said he did not feel the proposal was ready for wide exposure. Berkland says Smith did raise those concerns, but felt his main point was her proposal could cause a backlash that might result in the Jazz losing opportunity to host the NBA All-Star Game in 2023. That's not an unfounded fear. In 2017, the NBA pulled the All-Star Game from Charlotte, North Carolina, after the state legislature passed a bill setting rules on who can use gender-specific restrooms. The NBA allowed the All-Star Game to be held in Charlotte two years later, but only after the bill was partially repealed. That was my biggest takeaway, that they had concerns about losing the All-Star Game if this was moved forward, Berkland said. Um, The issue... The issue was discussed along with the potential impacts on Salt Lake City's bid to host either the 2030 or 34 Olympics. Some voiced concern that the legislation made Utah look like a, quote, small time market, which, yeah, yeah. Um, They are, but yeah, the previously unreported meeting came just days before Smith announced a partnership with the lead singer of Imagine Dragons and Apple to pledge millions of dollars to the Utah advocacy group and circle to fund homes that offer a safe space for LGBTQ youth. yeah. So also, this is a really important part where it talks about the revisions. So the, let's see. So shortly thereafter, Cox Berkland and all the other female and all of the female Republican members of the Utah House held at least one meeting to discuss the bill. Those talks produced a substitute bill that was never released publicly. Among the revisions in the unreleased substitute reviewed by the Tribune was a requirement that transgender girls obtain a corrected birth certificate in order to participate in athletic events. Those athletes would be barred from participating in postseason events or competing for championships. Another section prohibited schools from recording individual statistics or finishing times for trans- transgender athletes. There was also a complete ban on participation in contact sports. Transgender athletes would be allowed to practice and play after undergoing hormone treatment. Governor Cox told us that was that he thought that was a fair compromise, Berkland said. Uh, but I just didn't feel good about it. So she didn't she didn't feel like it went far enough. Cox said that was a fair compromise. Um Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, that sounds awesome. I mean, that sounds exactly like what you're trying to do to make sure like you care about trans lives. I mean, what are you trying to do? Like you can participate in these sports, but it won't count. Also, <laughs> you can't you can't play in any contact sports. So basketball's out, volleyball's out, um, and you can't play in the postseason. So yeah, you can't compete for a, for a state championship. Yeah, like what's the fucking point? Like so, like yeah, if you're transgender, you can go to practice. Like it's de facto segregation. Like hundred percent. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. You, it's just like saying it's it's a grandfather law too. It's like, yeah, you can do this. You just have to jump through these nine hundred hoops to do it. And if you can, yeah. then we'll let you compete then. But and then it will be humiliating anything. anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and so I like I, I mentioned that I, I I think this is if that's a that's a compromise that that just makes it's it's a more it's a more intensive and um embarrassing and humiliating process just in in criteria in general for to all those extra hoops to jump through and then just to not be able to do the same thing like it's it's fucking insane um and it's the difference between being banned from voting and then like having jim crow voting laws like the the intent is still the same is to keep you from being able to participate at all exactly Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um, notably absent from the talks was Equality Utah, an LGBTQ advocacy group active in legislative efforts. Um, oh, Troy, no. So that's, that's interesting. Wah, wah, wah. Um, so 
Yeah, so like the the last part is this issue is likely to return in the coming months and it's possible that the Utah Jazz and its representatives will be involved. Smith reportedly said if the issue was a problem that needed to be addressed, they favored getting more input on the final product. Um, I hope that can happen, Berkland said. This topic needs to be addressed in a compassionate way, no, it but doesn't. I'm not satisfied with not doing anything. Okay. No, it does not. There is literally zero trans athletes right now. And even then UHSAA, which runs all its high school athletics yep. already has a policy in place. It tries to make it as fair as possible because who the fuck would go undergo like a full year of hormone treatment just to win at fucking women's volleyball. Yeah. So just to reiterate, this is not a problem at all. So people talking about we need a we need a compromise for the solution. The premise is fucking faulty. So there's no solution needed because there's no problem here. There is absolutely no problem. So to to concede any fucking ground that there that that there needs to be a compromise is accepting the premise that needs that this needs to be addressed. If if they if if they said like if the legislature because they can write whatever they want the the, the state that we can't stop the state um, legislature for being just the fucking losers they are if they wrote a piece of legislation that banned black people from playing high school sports and then Spencer Cox went and cried on TV about how sad that is but it's a problem that he needs to understand and like he's trying hard because black people already feel um, so picked on by this country. Um, and then he, he has a substitute bill that says, okay, well, they can play sports. They just, you know, don't, it doesn't count for anything. They can't compete in the playoffs championship. Their stats don't matter, nothing, but they can, you know, they can show up and, and play some sports. Is that, is that a compromise that's worth commending? It's not because you're conceding ground. I feel like this is a, worth noting that this very year is when the major league baseball started counting Negro league stats. It's like, you're going to have to eventually count them. It's just going to be like, are you going to look like a big asshole when you do? Yeah. And at the same point too, it's like the only reason they're saying this is a problem is because there's bigoted like legislative mills that are passing these fucking bills all across the country. Yeah. That's why Idaho had it. That's why Utah has it. That's why Mississippi has it. That's why Alabama has it. That's why like every fucking like red state is going to try and pass this bill because there's money to be had in it. Yeah, and it, this is just a copy-paste bill from the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is just yeah. like a fucking hate group. So every state legislature just gets their little like copy-paste and they submit that. And then we just go through this in every single state. So this isn't a problem that needs addressing. Again, there are zero trans athletes, zero. And in even, the, even though there are zero, the USHAA already has policies around this. So there is zero need for the legislature to address anything and if spencer cox were truly an ally he would have gotten up and if he was going to cry he was going to cry and then would have said this law like this is unnecessary legislation because this is not a problem if he would have said that then i would have commended him for that yeah. but instead he conceded ground and admitted or uh, to him he says that this is a problem that does need addressing and thinks that fucking epic bacon girl in the ref jersey who just hates trans people because she's from morgan utah despite claiming to have many trans friends um because she says this is a problem that's worth addressing and he thinks she's a, a nice person no absolutely nope. not <laughs> and nope, it's, it's it's an admittance that you think that trans people are second class citizens yeah yeah it's a hundred. That's it's a hundred percent, and it's and it's a fucking boogeyman, and it's and it's 
the same playbook thing conservatives do all the time where they create this this boogeyman and just stir up fear yeah. and, and it's lose their mind red, about it. yeah and it's and it's red meat for their shitty chud base yeah it's 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 the the guy who's in who's in drag pretending to be a woman to go into a woman's bathroom to molest like, exactly little yeah. girls it, like it's, it's the it's the i'm afraid someone's going to talk my kid into being trans yeah. So yeah, it's the same it's, bullshit that they did with like gay marriage too. It's just like, oh, we can't, we can't allow this because if we do dude, this, like how will I explain to my kids what a gay couple is? Like you talk, yeah. just talk to your fucking kids, you dumbass. Like it's the same fucking thing. It's the Boy Scouts of America argument all over again too. Yeah. It's the Absolutely. same thing they pulled there. Oh, we can't have it, gay scout leaders because, you know, there would be a, a molestation epidemic as there was an ongoing molestation <laughs> epidemic. As if that didn't already fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's absolutely absurd. Um, and let's just be honest, like, why Spencer Cox did all this bullshit anyway. Like, he wants to, like, appease, like, the right wing of it, too, because deep down that's how he really is. Because that's who he is. But he also wanted to have the weepy soundbite because he wants to be on CNN and MSNBC as much as humanly fucking possible. Which because, he has been, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he wants to be Larry Hogan. He wants to be the reasonable Republican governor. So one day when the Republican Party wakes up, he can be the savior to be the president to go be, I don't yep. know, AOC or something, whatever fantasy he has cooked up in his own fucking brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he's been on national news how many more times just in the last six months than herbert was in his entire tenure like this is his whole project and he got accommodation like when he went out and cried and said like i'm not happy with this bill he got the normal cast of like liberal people giving him credit for for this again conceding yeah. ground on a premise that is just inherently bigoted still leaves you with a bigoted result like you can't start with a, you know a piece of you cannot make a cake out of just a pile of shit like you cannot forge anything good out of that you have to scrape the entire thing so i had people like talking to me today i again got in some just discussions or whatever but people were like you know you have to make compromises to make progress it's like anything if you're moving the needle at all from from the starting point of this piece of legislation if you're if you're conceding any ground to that then you're regressing that's not progress by any means you cannot progress from a bill that starts out with just pure discrimination no and and look at what like troy williams did troy williams gave him the benefit of the doubt and now he looks like a huge asshole <laughs> not just that but how can you sit here and watch what the republican party did uh, for the last four years or, or even God, what was it? 12 years that Mitch McConnell was the Senate majority leader yeah. who just basically said, fuck you, suck my dick for that, yeah. ent his entire tenure. Yeah. And then think that like, we need to, we need to come to some sort of compromise. Like we need to entertain this legislation. Yeah. It's like, no, absolutely. You don't have to do this. No, you, you don't. This don't. Is bullshit. Yeah. Like reasonable Republican Mitt Romney was all for this bill. Like yeah. he's uh, came out and said many times, like, uh, well, we can't just have like women competing with like natural men. That's just not right. It's just like, yeah. all right, whatever. Fuck off back to Massachusetts then. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. And again, these are high school athletes. Like what is the point of high school athletes? Yeah. It, anyway. So Troy had a response um, to, to, to this article and, and, this is what he said. He said, I'm beyond grateful to Ryan Smith and the Utah Jazz for caring about tra our transgender youth. Your work behind the scenes truly made an impact. 
One point I would clarify is that Equality Utah and the ACLU Utah were not frozen out from talks. We saw the unpublished um, substitute, but it was still discriminatory. It, it, it definitely was, which is this is the piece that um, Spencer Cox helped craft, who you already commended. We said as much to the sponsor who had already decided to scrap it. The original bill came from the Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, he said, I'm so glad so many people in Utah step up to oppose. Um, it sounds like he was frozen out. <laughs> it's like, so, oh, this bill was bad. Like, oh, don't worry. Ryan Smith already called it bad. We took care of it. Don't worry. Like, yeah, he's, he's absolutely like Equality Utah's whole purpose is just an HR training uh, group that companies hire to bring in to cover their ass on liability. And then they are there to provide conservatives cover like Gail Rusica, who we already talked about to say that like, I'm not, I'm not homophobic. I've got this gay friend, Troy, who's out there like, look at me and Gail, we're best friends. We might not get along, but we've been great friends for years. I learned so much from her when we work together. I love her so much. It's just like, he's absolutely just there to provide cover and he's absolutely not making an impact at all on this legislation because he's not a threat to any of them. He just says they're all his friends and everyone just gets along. They just have disagreements and everyone just has different flavors of, of coffee that they, that they enjoy. Some like more cream, some like less cream, but at the end of the day, we all love coffee. That's how he sees all this shit. It's just. Yeah. The, the only two things that like Troy really tweets about in earnest is like his defense of like right wing figures and which like which uh Marvel Cinematic Universe characters are gay. Like that's yeah. it. That's all he tweets yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Gay imperialism is actually good. He's like the most like mid 2000s version of like a gay activist that I've ever encountered. Like it's truly He's a I, fucking West Wing character. He, dude, it is it is really tough to <laughs> tough to watch quite honestly um it, yeah it is. it's honestly it's like it's um like the latest chapo came out to here and talking about that film that was like just the most like neoliberal thing ever just evil and oh, they the had Steve like Mnuchin the wife's one? no no it one it, they said it was like a good counterpiece of that but it was like it was one that was like a bunch of interviews with like james baker and like leon panetta oh and, jesus and they also had like the quote president of black lives matter new york who was just like yeah man and Felix said something like, if this guy doesn't realize he's an op, it's the saddest thing in the world. Exactly. Dude, yeah. that is like the, this this style of, of being an said. op. Like Troy is an op and he just doesn't even understand that he is, I don't think. He's, he genuinely seems so naive to, to the fact that he is just like completely used by these people as like he's like – when he tweets in earnest, like you said, but like, and his things are about like being nice to these people. Like it's insane. Like why should anyone be nice to someone who just like is writing legislation just to discriminate against trans kids? Like yeah. th that person does not deserve to be mm -hmm. nice. They don't deserve pleasantries. And it's, what have you gotten incredible. out of being nice too, except for like frozen out of negotiations because a billionaire made one phone call. Yeah. One phone yeah. call. And he yep. made more of an impact than your organization yes. had in years. Yeah. And so, that's, that that brings me to the point of like it's pretty fucking dystopian that like we are at the mercy of like ryan smith qualtrics and adobe's like wokeness yeah in order to instill any sort of like progressive change in this in this state and it really it has mostly everything to do with like i don't know making money with the jazz and like the ability to like recruit skilled labor totally yeah, yeah the, I mean, that's absolutely what it is. Yeah, the it's, only I mean, thing it's, that's standing in between, like, us 
is like hopefully Tim Cook doesn't like make a phone call. Like, I don't know. This seems bad, guys. It is. It is corporatism full speed ahead. It really is. We all know that we live in like a corporatocracy or or oligarchy, essentially just this country is run by billionaires. But it really is incredible that like um, I don't think I've uh, until like the last, you know, few months, I haven't seen it so out in the open that like our theocratic government in Utah, who is overrepresented by like um, the Mormon church in our legislature is actually being challenged in a way because, um, you know, we've got a lot of money here now uh, with all these tech companies here. And we've got like a lot of people moving here as well. Um, And this is going to be something. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just about to say like, at this point, they might as well just put on Deidre's seal money talks and bullshit walks. (laughs) It really, I mean, yeah. Like we all knew this was the case, like, especially nationally, it's been frustrating here in particular, but like, what you're going to see is like our liquor laws are, are, are going to be changed even more soon. And it's going to be because of the business and like, we're, we're probably going to see some like generally positive. Re- I mean, this is a positive outcome. Like Ryan Smith getting this in particular, um, this piece of legislation blocked because of, you know, his, his own interest, the jazz's interest, the, the interest of making money. This is a positive outcome, but it's, it, it's indicative of a larger like theme that's taking over, and that has been taking over this country, but more in the state. So in the last like 10 years, um, and we just talked about it with in St. George where they're like the businesses down there were like, no, you, we, we need to change the name of this university. We cannot be, we like a lot of businesses are headquartered in St. George and they weirdly have a pretty large business community down there. And they're like, we can't have a university named Dixie state. Like that's, that's not a thing. So you have someone like Brad Wilson, the, fucking show that he is just being like yeah we need to change the name (laughs) like i've got all these like the businesses in st george are saying they're having trouble like recruiting people because like there's you know dixie state university there not to mention the like confederate heads who were down there as well but yeah yeah the 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 horrible thing about this is like this was a good outcome there's no doubt like this is the best possible outcome we could hope for they withdrew the bill that's great but what happens when it becomes something other than like a like woke identity like criteria? Yeah. What happens when it becomes election laws? What yeah. happens when it becomes labor laws? Yeah. Like having corporations have an outsized say in politics is not a good long-term solution for any yep. any civilization. Yep, you're exactly yep. right. So you're going to see the more more labor laws being dismantled more than they already are, which we saw with like Uber and Prop 22. I mean, Uber, you couldn't have a better example than like Uber, you know, posting having billboards that says like if you're racist, don't take Uber. Meanwhile, they're like you know, all the people who drive from them are just being completely fucked. And, you know, it'd be, it, it would almost be one thing if this country guaranteed things like healthcare or other benefits that like we, that is tied to our jobs here and they, and they treated them like independent contractors, but the fact that they couldn't even treat them employees in, in a country where it, uh, healthcare is tied to employment. And then they're just like posting those shitty billboards. It's just like, that's, that's going to be the trade-off. I have a yeah. perfect example of this. When I drove Uber, because I did it for a little bit just because I wanted to try it out and see what it was like and all that. It's like, yeah, why not? It made me verify as a veteran. And then every time I gave someone a ride, it would tell that person, you have been driven by a proud veteran of the United States Army. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, my God, dude. And, like, just think about that for more than 30 seconds. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm... 
making no money doing this. I'm like making like maybe like two bucks a ride or something, putting wear and tear on my car just to have some asshole at the end of it say, thank you for your service. <laughs> Jesus. That's so bleak. Oh my God. I, oh. I can only think about like, that's like the most like distillation of our, like our labor future. Yeah, uh. no, it really is. It seriously is. And so th this is going to be the continual trade-off we're going to get. I mean, this really is just like this. This is capitalism. Like this is distilled capitalism that when when profit is the motive, you are going to see more of this. And it's going to be more like wokeness because corporate politics just reflect back what like the market really is so people getting mad about like the wokeness of like nike or whatever the reason why all these companies make those decisions is because it's profitable for them like if they yeah. thought they had something to lose by like coming out against racism or whatever um they wouldn't be doing that like they they know that they have something to gain by coming out and saying these things so as we move forward through the like we're gonna get continue like more woke gestures and we're gonna get like some good outcomes for for certain people and like for trans kids in utah this bill was shot down because ryan smith is the owner and we have the all-star game coming like, like that's that's the reason this is like dead in the water um, it's great that our two political forces in the future are going to be either the handmaid's tale or like Andrew Cuomo naming off like marginalized groups. Like that's all we're going to have. I am a woman. I am, I am a Jew. <laughs> I am a single woman looking to control her reproductive functions. Oh, we haven't even talked about Andrew Cuomo. I am a JP Bellum. Listen, I am a GP. <laughs> listen, I understand Andrew Cuomo just because like I have been stressed out and just wrapped myself in a shawl too. I mean, dude, and carrying a bottle of what appeared to be like vinaigrette or something like that. I don't, know, I don't think that was wine. Oh my God. Anyway, it's just, it's, and it's like, the best screenshot from a Sopranos episode that never aired. <laughs> no, he's it just becoming so awesome. Norman Bates from Psycho. He's just like, I know. <laughs> Just refusing to go away. Also, it's mother, just, it's, no. It's just amazing. Did you see like the like the um the New York State Democrats or whatever? We're like, well, he's refusing to resign, so we'll just work with him now. I guess. Oh my goodness! And there was also that other like Democrat from New York who like compared his treatment to Emmett Till, which almost made me just like. Are choke you serious? Up. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! I gotta find Wait, that quote because it, it was that the same guy who said that Kissinger was a good dude. No, that no, no, different guy. person. Like this is an dude. actual elected official. That, oh, that God. dude These from that, fucking that dude's like a, I don't, he's in Carlsbad, California. Um, and he just has been caping for Henry Kissinger for like days now. <laughs> it's insane. He of won't stop. All the fucking people. He won't stop. Anyway, oh, he worked for Bloomberg. Yeah, and he also. also had like the bisexual pride flag. That was also the NATO flag, which is holy shit. How, how does somebody uh, become like that? I honestly don't understand. I, I, I heard an ad read. So, okay. I, I tweeted about, I tweeted about this, uh, about how like both Bill and Hillary Clinton each have their own individual podcasts. And during oh. Bill Clinton's podcast, Hillary was doing an ad for like something else in the middle of Bill's podcast, even though it's a, like, she has a separate podcast. Fucking absurd, dude. The man who, who listens to the Clinton's podcast? I need to know. Uh, Just, probably QAnon people looking for evidence. Dude. It's, I was going to say Brace yeah. Belden. I have well, 12 references to pizza in this episode. We are oh, ready man. to move, Mr. President. Dude, 
You know what's funny about that? So those both Bill and Hillary's podcasts are iHeartRadio podcasts. And um, I don't know if you guys know who Brandon Wardell is, but he did. Oh, yeah. He was he was supposed to do an ad. He, he he was doing like a sponsored deal or something with it was like both with iHeartRadio and Trojan condoms. But <laughs> but he lost the deal because he tweeted hi, my name is Joe Biden and I've been dead for months. So I'm endorsing Bernie Sanders during the primary. And they took away his sponsorship with Trojan <laughs> and iHeartRadio <laughs> because of that. But now that they have like Hillary podcasts and Pete podcasts or whatever, I guess that makes sense. But no, yeah, I've, I've been listening like behind the bastards just because I enjoy them like shitting on Rush yeah. Limbaugh this week. And yeah, like, yeah. it's an iHeartRadio podcast too. And like, you hear like the Clintons pop up on their occasion. He was like, what the fuck? Dude, it, they sound... First of all, first of all, how is Bill Clinton not dead, dude? That guy looks well. I guess we'll get to another person who should be dead. Yeah, here he's to he's taking the same out, adrenochrome as like Prince as Philip. Prince Philip, yeah, dude. <laughs> Neither of them uh, have life in their eyes at this point, too. Like Prince <laughs> Philip's entire body looks like Mitch McConnell's hand, dude. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> any, I know. Wait, any final thoughts on on uh, uh, on, on the Ryan Smith thing? Well, well I found on, the Cuomo quote I was going to talk oh, about too. So it was an assemblywoman. So assemblywoman. Mm-hmm. Inez Dickens, Democrat Manhattan, and the attorney who worked with Cuomo in the executive chamber for more than two years feel the governor is being railroaded. Historically, white women's unsubstantiated claim Don't. that black males were propositioning, whistled at, or recklessly eyeballing them led to hundreds, if not thousands, of black males being brutally lynched and murdered, most notably 14-year-old Emmett Till. I'm going to say there's a little bit of a difference between the governor of New York and Emmett Till. Probably. I'd, I'd say there's a little bit of one. That is one of the most offensive things I think I've ever heard in my entire life. I, I, mean, I honestly, I don't think you could come up with a more offensive thing to say about uh, that situation. Honestly, yeah. I'm honestly surprised like uh, Dershowitz didn't pull this out as like a defense of like Epstein or something like that, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's, my God. That's just absurd. Like, um, I don't know, man. Tomato, tomato, right? Oh, I did. I, the last thing I wanted to mention about the the anti-trans bill was I did get, um, this is kind of an interesting twist, but I got a DM from a certain uh, ex-Disney Channel actor. <laughs> I don't know if, whatever. But he, he said, he, he, he sent me my tweet and he said, this is only half the story when I, when I was talking about the Ryan Smith thing. He said, the church privately came out against it too, which is interesting. And I wonder what the reasoning would be. Um, so apparently the church was also against the anti-trans bill. I mean, anyone with half a brain knows this shit is completely just pure discrimination. It like, especially since there's already rules on the books, there's literally no need at all for anything like this. It, like, so no, you have to also, think the church just, was sorry. Also just want to say, just want to thank Shia LaBeouf for being an ally. So <laughs> yes. I don't know if he wanted his name read, but um, <laughs> yes. That was Shia LaBeouf who, uh, who, who sent me that DM. Um, he took a, took a break from beating up his girlfriends. Yeah. It had to be a DM because he's a kind of lying low for a little bit. Um, That's right. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah. He wasn't going to tweet at me publicly. Um, the last thing, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, it was allegedly. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Comrade Hillary Duff. Dude, I wish. <laughs> I love Hillary Duff. She's great. So the last thing that we want to talk about, and it's the, it's the moment that we've all been waiting for. And of course, this is Prince Philip is finally out of the hospital in the UK after a month. And um, 
you know, we've all been waiting for this. We love this man. He's he's just the apple of our eye. He's 99 years old um, and he looks like fucking trash. He's looked awful for probably his whole life, but um, he just is just a hideous man. His skin is literally falling off of his body and he's still alive against all odds. He's 99 years old. He's being shuffled around the UK. Um, not sure what he does, um, but he is the um, Duke of Edinburgh. So Kyle, we I, need to I say that alive cool. is a very relative term. That's that's absolutely right. And he's, oh, man. Sorry. He's having a bit of a challenge there, ain't it, bruv? His skin is falling off. You know, he probably needs to go to the pub and get a point. He really, he really did. Maybe well, a bottle of water. I don't think he's got much hair left. But his, I think he's got more eyebrow hair than on his head. But um, he, uh, he, he, like, like I said, he's he's 99 years old. And I was learning a bit about him today. Um, he he's the husband of Elizabeth II. He's um, of course the father of uh, Prince Andrew, who famously uh, a great friend of Jeffrey Epstein, but um, was able to deny very in-depth um, uh, testimony of his, you know, raping women by saying that he, he the, uh, the woman described Prince Andrew as a very sweaty man, which made the experience like all the worse, I'm sure. And he said, oh, that couldn't have been me that raped that woman. I actually have this health condition. I had this health condition back then that prevented me from sweating. And the reason I couldn't sweat is because, and the reason that health condition I, I, I got, it was because I had an adrenaline overdose when I was in the Falkland I islands fighting against <laughs> like some middling armed Argentinians. Um, How dare you War. disrespect a troop who fought to keep the islands of the Falklands within the queen's realm. Dude, uh, you see bro, what happened governor is, I had a bit of a, a, a little, Little bit of a foible while I was in the Falkland Islands, and I, uh, I, I just I can't sweat anymore. It has me a bit of a tizzy. I need a biscuit. Uh, I mean, so I was digging into Prince uh, Prince Philip's <laughs> Wikipedia, and it's so Huge fucking weird. Racist. Like, it's a sports. Incredible. Well, that a, he's a sports enthusiast. Philip helped develop the equestrian event of carriage driving. Oh, of course. I, I fancy um, me a bit of footy. Okay, but like, what the fuck is this? So early life, I'm reading through his, his early life on his, on his Wikipedia. Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark was born in Monropo on the Greece island of Corfu in 1921. Um, like in the only and the only son and fifth and final child of Prince Andrew of Greece and Denmark and Prince Alice of Battenberg. All these fucking like, just this monarchy bullshit is so weird. A member of the House of Glucksburg and ruled the ruling House of Denmark. That's not a real a, place. Yeah, he was the prince. He was a prince of both Greece and Denmark by virtue of his patrilineal descent from George I of Greece and Christian the Sixth of Denmark. And he and from birth in the line of succession of both of succession of both thrones. And it's just like. Um, like after his birth, his maternal grandfather, Prince Louis of Battenberg, then known as Louis Mountainbatten, Marks of Milford Haven, died in London. Like British people are so fucked up, dude. I don't, I don't understand any of this. Um, but essentially, they, they, his family got like booted out of Greece after um, the after World War One because like there was some um, just it, it, like anti 
uh, German sentiment and like anti-Greek sentiment. It, it just really confusing shit. But ever, essentially, everyone hated um, his family and they got booted from from Greece. So that's why he ended up in um, in England. He doesn't speak Greek at all, uh, and he thinks of himself as Danish. So, in <laughs> like the moral story is like um, we really should just all of the monarchy should just be. Um, how, do, how should I say this? Uh, like shot in the head parody. parody. Okay, bleep that out. They should be. Yeah. Anyway, just all, awful, awful. All I people. know is about Prince Philip is I didn't know. I didn't know they did embalmings before you died. Dude, absolutely. He's he tough looking ass. He is awful. He looks oh. worse than that mummy they found on like the side of a mountain in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then it's just like you know. Throughout, throughout his wiki, there's just like some pepperings of racism and stuff he said to Asian people. Um, really liked talking shit to Chinese uh, people, apparently, and talking about their eyes. So good dude oh overall. Just, just carrying on Winston Churchill's legacy. Also, very good driver, especially in like the last couple of years. <laughs> like sideswiped a few cars in the last time he was allowed to get inside of a vehicle. <laughs> Which was like in the 60s? Uh, actually, I think it was like a year and a half ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is awful. Oh, I bruv. Okay, yeah. So if you're listening to this, just Google Prince Philip with one L and just hit Google Images and just look at this fucking guy. Strangely enough, he was not the royal that uh, Harry and Meghan Markle were talking about, like being concerned about the skin color of their child. I'm sh- yeah, no, I, I I bet he wasn't. So wait, so is he is he Harry's grandfather? Yes, because okay. he is. Yeah, he's Charles's dad. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What happens when you're raised on a like just a lifetime of smack bomb pay wet? Yeah, if you're Dude. if you watch The Crown, he's the one that's portrayed by like one of the Doctor Who guys. I don't know. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Well, oh god, just a disgusting person. I'm so glad we don't have the have the monarchy here. Just an awful, awful institution. You know what? In moments like this, I'm just really disappointed in the IRA for not getting. <laughs> Dude, okay, there's something about him in the backseat of a car that makes him look like even worse. Like any picture of him in a car. (laughs) Dude, why are his eyes like that? Like why? Why has he not died yet? Um, Adrenochrome, man. He, yeah. The Royals are like the best example for like, if, if I was a QAnon person, I would just focus directly on the Royals because that's the best example of like, adrenochrome existing because like this man should not be alive no absolutely by any stretch like he looks like he's begging for death he truly does he he someone honestly like if you care about him like you i feel like somebody needs to do what needs to be done there like yeah like yeah where's like the guy from one flew's over the cuckoo's nest just to put the pillow over the face. Dude, if you're 99 years old and you just had to spend a month in the hospital, how did somebody not just like, you know, how, how, how did that not just, how have you not been parody redacted? You know, there was a month ago that I thought like we could lose Rush Limbaugh and Prince Philip on the same day. And I I think I might've joined him just out of bliss. Yeah. Would have been would have been beautiful. Would have been beautiful, man. Both <sighs> of them same day. 
would have been would have been nice boys any uh any closing thoughts on the week i'm not sure what what there is to look forward to we we do have an episode coming out well i guess by this time it'll already be out maybe joe knows? kasabi well, well depends on joe likely. hurry up joe hurry up joe we've got a good episode um jordan gives us a very good history lesson on the birth of the deseret nation and um Ooh. and uh yeah that's on lines led by donkeys it's uh very very good podcast yeah. we also have one coming out soon that's just about racism at byu that's also fun that one will already be out by the time this one's out. This that's the previous episode before this, right? Hopefully, luckily we didn't put a whole lot of like time sensitive things in there, so we could pretty much release that one anytime. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've whenever. just been busy. Okay, get off my. It's case. fine. And uh, Jordan is getting married at the end of this month. Everyone clap for Jordan. Yay, we did it. He did it. All right, boys. It's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been another great week. Lots of lots of fun, lots of friends, lots of laughs. I'm glad I can share my darkened heart with the two of you. We are very dark, darkened people. We don't have fun. <laughs> don't think we're darkened people there, Kyle. Oh, sorry, darkened hearts. Damn it. Shine. I definitely meant darkened hearts. I'm not darkening my skin. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Dolazar. Dolazar. That'd, that'd be great. I was just like, when he said that, when he was like, you're just so angry and mad and sad all the time. I was like, dude, I was just thinking about the last time I saw you guys when we got to have like a nice little outdoor like drinking session at campfire. And I was like, man, that was such a blast. I was like, Kwaku, come, come hang out, dude. Just don't actually. No, don't hang please out, don't. Um, also, like we're you're calling us like the angry mad and sad people. Like you're the dude who like locks his Twitter every two days and then takes to Instagram. Why everyone's being mean to you. I know. I know. It's like you were the saddest human being on the planet. Like, come <sighs> on, man. No, he's so he, 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 it is sad. It's a pretty sad existence that he's, that he's gotten himself into, but Hey, that's just coming from me. Sean King of Utah. Talcum X. So. Just, just glad to know you're listening, Kwaku. Uh, make sure to subscribe and like and also give us a nice review. That would that would be funny. I wonder if he did like a leave us a, like a negative review. He, I wonder if he listened to like part of one of our podcasts. I'm wondering like what his what he was basing that off of. He probably found the episode we were talking about him and just calling him a fucking dumbass the entire time. <laughs> I, I wonder if he did. Like, yeah. Anyway. No, I think he should just, you know, continue to just, you know, chill and get his money and, you know, cape for people online who call him slurs. Yeah. I think that's a really cool way to live your life. Yeah, Kwaku, they'll definitely subscribe to your YouTube channel now. Man, brutal. I, oh man, I, I just looked at the trending topics on Twitter and I do not want to talk about them. So, hey. Give us hey, one, we're done. Just give us one. <sighs> A woman featured on YouTube star David Dobrik's channel says she was raped by the vlog, a vlog squad member in 2018, the night they filmed a video about group sex. Don't know so, who they are. Moving on. Um, I oh. saw a video of Ontario, California. Um, someone was hoarding what appeared to be military grade fireworks in their house and caused a gigantic explosion that killed two people in the house. Uh, and all the fireworks went off as well. That was really cool until the, two, to the, until the two people died. Yeah, uh, brutal. Ban fireworks. Not, Let's not be done with them. Uh, those are military grade ones. Those are probably just like those like quarter sticks of dynamite, like fish and game people use to blow up beaver dams. Oh, one good thing. It looks like the Democrats might actually 
change the filibuster into basically being what it used to be, which is the uh, fucking Jimmy Smith goes to Washington or whatever. Yeah, Mike uh, Lee Smith. reads all the Dr. Seuss books for like 24 hours to stop like <laughs> black people from getting easier access to vote. <laughs> Jesus. I That's do not so like them, Sam. I am. Oh, I do God. not like green eggs oh and ham. Um, what about police were offered hundreds of COVID vaccines, or excuse me, police were offered COVID vaccines, but hundreds declined to get them. Only 30% of the 2,800 eligible Massachusetts state's police officers, including, um, let's see, Massachusetts state police members, including civilians, declined a coronavirus vaccine. Jesus, that's just, not. Yeah, that's just every Mark Wahlberg character from The Departed, just like, no, I don't want no fucking vaccine. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, the Jazz won tonight, though, so that's good. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy with some insanely clutch free throws down down the stretch as well. So tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. <sighs> Delightful. I'm going right. to St. George, and I'm going to go whip ass on my bike, and that's all I care about. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Have a good night, everyone.